How can I know God is real? What does the Bible say about politics? Why does a good God allow suffering? If you have questions about faith, life or culture, don't be afraid to ask. This This is Ask with David Dean. G'day everyone, Dave Dean here. Our question for the week is, if God exists, why isn't he more obvious? This is a great question. In academic circles, it's known as the problem of divine hiddenness. And for many, this problem is so powerful that it really presents as an argument against the existence of God. After all, if God exists and he truly is an all-loving, all-powerful God and wants a relationship with us, then he should make himself obvious to us, right? And if he doesn't, then either he doesn't exist, he isn't all-loving, he isn't all-powerful, or he just isn't capable of relating to us in the way that he asks us to. But this isn't just an academic question. It's also a very raw and emotional one for even Christians. I know I've asked it. And asking it reflects a sort of missed expectation that we have about who God is and how he should relate to us. And let's be honest, this expectation, it's not ill-founded. I mean, when we open up the Bible, God is just there on display right in front of us in the very first sentence, in the beginning, God. Or we continue to read and we see the psalmist who says, God is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in trouble. But if he's so present, why do we find ourselves asking this question? Well, here's where it gets really interesting, because on the one hand, we have psalms that talk about the presence of God, but on the other, we also have psalms like Psalm 10.1, which read, Why, O Lord, do you stand far away? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? Or Psalm 44, 23 to 26, which reads, Awake, why are you sleeping, O Lord? Why do you hide your face? Rise up, come to our help, redeem us for the sake of your steadfast love. You see, we are not the first generation to be asking this question. People in the Bible, the book where God is so obvious, were asking this question. Now, that doesn't answer the question for us, but at least it does reduce the scope of possibility. Either the Bible is just confused and contradictory, or it's trying to communicate that there is some sort of reason why, on the one hand, God seems present and obvious, while on the other, he seems so distant and hidden. Well, when we explore the possibility that there is perhaps another reason and come to the Bible with that question, we find the first mention of the word hiding in Genesis chapter 3, and here's where it gets really interesting. Who's doing the hiding? Well, it's not God. It's Adam and Eve. It's humanity. Genesis 3, 9 to 10. But the Lord God called to the man and said, Where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid myself. That's fascinating. Did you notice that God was the one asking, Where are you? But now it's flipped around and we find ourselves asking, God, where are you? We see a little later on in Genesis chapter 3, God driving Adam and Eve out of the Garden of Eden, out of a direct relationship with himself. And basically the rest of the Bible story is about how this distanced or indirect relationship between God and humanity is mediated through the law, through the prophets, and ultimately through God's son, Jesus. Here's the point. The problem of divine hiddenness has its origin in the problem of human hiddenness. In our sin and shame, we hide from God. And in his holiness and grace, God withdraws from us that we might, in turn, draw near to him. Like looking at a a bright light when you've been in the dark for too long that can just damage your eyes, even blind you, God has to hide his immediate direct holiness from us. And that's a kindness because it makes it then possible for us to then, in turn, search after him, seek him, 
and draw near to him without being struck blind or dead by the brilliance of his holiness. That's the kind of separation that sin puts in place. You see, the hiddenness of God, it's an invitation, not an obstacle. That's the why the Bible instructs us to seek and you will find, to ask and you shall receive. Seek after God because he is not far from any one of us. The whole idea of hiddenness makes paradoxically something very obvious. You know, you don't search for something that you have. The very idea of seeking and searching implies a sense of distance, a sense of hiddenness, a sense of lostness. And this just is not a scandal in scripture. It's what it's all about. The entire biblical story from beginning to end is a drama about why God isn't as obvious as he should be. And our frustration with this very question is lip service to the fact that we were made to know God. And the beautiful reality is the bloody reality that the cross of Jesus Christ can satisfy that frustration. We hide ourselves from God so God found us in Jesus, who was hidden from God on the cross. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Through that great exchange, God calls us back into a relationship with himself upon the basis of faith and love. In the words of one theologian, active faith means following Jesus, but Jesus' mission leads him on a course from heaven deeper and deeper into the world of sinners until finally on the cross he assumes in their stead their experience of distance from God, even abandonment by God and thus of the very loss of that lucid security promised to the proven faithful. This paradox must be born. Do you have a question about Christian beliefs, theology, doctrine, philosophy, or culture? Don't be afraid to ask. Go to drcdean.com forward slash ask. That's Dean with an E.